Okay, welcome people to the Making Sense podcast. This is episode number two. I am Sam, aka Just Sam. Whoop, I've, got whoop. Okay, <laughs> I've got a lot of stick <laughs> since the last okay, podcast. But I am Just Sam. When you're this special, you don't need anything extra. Hey. Just Sam is okay. Do you have sauces? That's what they say I've nowadays, right? I've definitely got enough sauce. Okay. But Kalisha's oh, got the most sauce. Too much sauce. <laughs> yeah, your sauce running over, right? Yeah. Too much. Hey. That name. I needed to know what that was. <laughs> I stole it from someone. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I'm gonna start saying that. Well, now, which kind know. of sauce is it? Oh, Francis, don't. Do mine's mine's shito. The jollof stew <laughs> sauce. It's not really sauce. It's, it's sauce for me. I don't for know me, what it is. Sauce. It's you know that <laughs> jerk sauce. Is that better? Oh, you know Sorry, what? Sorry, who are you? Anyway, Ooh, we... exactly. Who, <laughs> yeah, who are, are you? Are That's you, a new voice. Yeah, who that are is you? a new voice. Um, I am Kalisha. Hi, Kalisha. Hey. Hi, Kalisha. Who are you? Who am I? Kalisha used to be in banking for nearly eight years. Cool. But now in HR. Cool. Leo. Okay. So yeah, a little bit of my background there. So we, we got a new member. Well, yeah. she's not really a new member. It's just no. that she couldn't make it last week. Exactly. Yeah. So, definitely um, one of the founding members. Definitely yeah. been behind the scenes yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have you here, Kalisha, finally. Thank you, thank you. It, it's um, yours. Um, what do you say? Yours. What, it's it's oh, Francis. Frank. Okay. <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's me thinking Jay again here. Uh, still been thinking. There's, oh, there's a topic I really <laughs> want to talk about. You're not going to hear about it later. I'm going to geek out a little bit, but I won't bore you too much. Stay with me. Right, what I meant to say was, off. it's yours truly, Francis. Oh, oh come it's, on. It's, oh, it's late now. You should have just let it go. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, Kalisha, would you like to tell them about our new disclaimer? Yes. Yeah. So, guys, please remember we are not financial advisors. So the advice and information we give is just free for thought. And always do your research or consult a professional before investing and carefully consider investment object objectives, risks, fees and expenses. Thank you very much. Now we're covered. Exactly. The FCA is not going to come and shut this down. Yeah, yes. no, I have to go past we're, office we're, we're, good, we're good to go. <laughs> so um, this week's episode um, will be about investing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We kind of spoke about investing last time, but this week we're going to go into it a bit more deeper not just talk about ISIS, etc. Exactly. But before we get into that, I just wanted to say a big thank you, big shout out to everyone who listened to the first episode. Amazing. Thank you, guys. Amazing so much love. Man, so much love. Um, a special shout out to Audrey Garner's Finest. She helped us. Whoop, whoop. Like, yeah. I spoke to Audrey when, I had, when we had this idea. I, I called Audrey. I said, look, I need your help, blah, blah, blah. She told me where to go, the studio. Mm how to get what onto where iTunes everything so big, big up our coach and, help. and mentor Audrey <laughs> <laughs> thank you and, and big up the receipts <laughs> podcast Jeez. no pressure and also special shout out to Rebecca Bailey yes yeah yes. Rebecca Bailey took time out sent us a long Some long email with very very good yeah. feedback amazing very very useful you know? feedback, feedback. Very thank useful. you and all the feedback's been amazing yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone who sent in questions yeah yeah, even the constructive stuff has been really helpful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And also, shout out to Dougie. Um, <laughs> so, Dougie, I think you couldn't get onto iTunes. We're really sorry. We had sorry. some issues um, with the link, which has been sorted now. It has. And we'll make has. sure that yeah. doesn't happen next time. So, yeah, time. I know a few people that I told about it had the same issue with the link. That's been resolved now. So, the, this one should come to you live and direct. We're all set, ready to go. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. I think so. All right, cool. And... Um, so just so you know, after every show, we make show notes, yes. which will be in the um, description. So on SoundCloud, there's a description. When you click on the name of the episode, there's like that description part. 
we have the show notes there so in there every every link every book all everything that we talk about that we think might be of use to you we put in there so there'll yeah. be links there'll be book titles authors names etc etc so we did it for last week's episode so um in case you didn't see it it's there and we're gonna do it again for this week's episode yeah. just yeah. so you know and also if you have any questions please dm us yes dm us or email us um making sense podcast Info, Info at, at making, making sense, sense podcast. You set it up and you was, don't remember. I was gonna, I was gonna get to that. What is the hashtag? It's PC. Yeah, PC. PC. It's okay. at making sense PC, or podcast. use the hashtag the making sense podcast or making sense podcast on Twitter, and we'll yeah. find you. That's we'll, it. We will find you. Believe you me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah. I'm active at this these days. Yeah. yeah. So um. So yeah. As I mentioned, this week's one is about investing and. It's actually it's 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 gonna be such a long episode that we've split into two. Yeah. So we'll have investing part one, which will be primarily talking about, you know, equities and bonds. Mm -hmm. Remember bonds from last week? Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a Sam, <laughs> you know what a bond is? <laughs> Please, you, you did some listening. Do you yeah. know what a bond is? <laughs> so we'll cover that we this can go week. Over <laughs> <laughs> and then next next the the second episode will be a little bit more exotic. So that will go into a little Ooh. bit more complex financial instruments that people saucy. use. <laughs> yeah, very saucy. Looking forward to part two. This source word. Yeah, so that's so that's that. Um, so yeah, so as mentioned last week, we covered bonds. Um, Sam, do you remember what it was roughly? Because you had a very good explanation. I remember. I do, but what I think is, let everybody listen to the podcast, then everybody will know. Mm. What that's a very good answer. That was in your face. Thinking on my you feet, you know, you don't have it in there. Don't try me. She um, yeah. So uh, the big bad world of investing. Yeah, yeah. So you've 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 started. You've put some money in your ISA. Mm -hmm. You're thinking. I have. I have. I've got skin in the game, as you told me to have. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Skin in the game. That's all we're about. Everyone in this room here has some kind of investments. Definitely. Just we so do. you know. I do. Kalisha's like little little Warren Buffett. Actually, no. Kalisha, do you want to tell them how we oh, really? how you got into that? Um, yes, well, basically, I watch obviously, like everybody else, I watch The Breakfast Club, okay. Mm -hmm. And there's someone on there called Gary Vanderchuk, and he always like talks about investments and investing in yourself and how to start off investing. And then he always says, Oh, invest in what you know, invest in what you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, What what can I invest in? Like, yeah. what can I what can I actually do? I've done eBay. Which can Have be very, yeah, I've done eBay, I'll like run an eBay that. account, but it becomes very difficult. Oh, really? So, I've and you always that. have to be on oh, top really? of it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I tried that and I thought, no, I don't, don't want to do an eBay account again. <laughs> and then um, it was coming to like towards the beginning of summer, and so it was sell time. So, Zara sell, and I love Zara. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, why don't I invest in Zara? Why don't I get shares in Zara? So I messaged Francis, like, Francis, what can I, how can I get shares in Zara? How can I get stocks in Zara? But it, be, it was kind of difficult to buy on Zara. But instead, I signed up with someone called, sorry, peeps, let me just get the name, Hargreaves Lansdowne. Oh, okay, yes, we heard about them. And okay. I found... Uh, this so. is not an endorsement, by the way. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's really not. Though. We mentioned them last week. I, I, I just think they're really good. Twice in a row? Yeah, yeah, really good. Um some shares was it yeah so so kalisha texted me or yeah. you called me i can't remember and was like yeah i want to invest in zara 
you know what's how can i buy the shares so my first thing i said i said well good that's nice but why just buy zara why yeah. not buy a lot of other companies yes and then she was like oh but why i said well you know it makes sense to always be diversified so rather than just buying zara shares i advise kalisha to look at a fund which basically invests in designer firms okay, it's called premium sense. brands so the fund has shares in Louis Vuitton, Gucci, you name it. All the top designer brands, they invest in it. And over the past five years, it had done really well. Mm. And I actually mm. have money in it as well. So I advised Kalisha to go into that, and she did. Yeah, okay. I suppose that's probably better than investing directly in a company because you're diversified. Which this is, is it. And I was preaching that last yeah, week. Were. So if Zara falls off a cliff, Louis Vuitton might do well. And you have a fund exactly. manager that's managing that for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, you know, the same uh, knowledge and well, actually, no, let me not say that because you're going to mention the knowledge and stuff later, aren't you? Let's edit this out. So, so yeah. Um, where was I? So, yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, bonds, right? We said bonds were essentially a bond or something like a loan. Yep. So, yeah. if we do an example, um, Jerome has a company called ABC. It'd be a lot cooler name than that. <laughs> <laughs> Think First Limited. A ABC Inc. Okay, okay. like that. Sells, sells jumpers, <laughs> okay? And Jerome wants to raise some money to create some new jumpers. And he thinks, um, I don't want to give anyone stake in my firm, so I just want a loan. Um, so he goes to the, he speaks to his friend at Morgan Stanley and said, can you raise me some money? And his friend says, sure, we're, we're going to, we're going to, your, your firm is going to issue a bond, which like I said, it's a loan. It pays periodic interest. So every month, uh, sorry, every six months or every year, let's just say, let's just say the bond is issued with an interest rate of 6%. That means every year it'll pay 6% or every six months it'll pay 3%, which is 6% over the year. And um, there'll be a maturity period. So let's just say it's a 10 year maturity. That means every year for that 10 years, you pay the interest rate. And at the end of the 10 years, whatever money you raised, you pay it back. So just like a loan, you give your friend 20 pounds, every year they give you one pound, mm -hmm. and after 10 years they give you back your 20 pounds. That's what it was, um, very simply put. But as we said, t today we, we are gonna go into a bit more detail on what all of these are. But before we get into that, um, I just wanted to give a, a kind of top-down overview of investing and then getting to individual investments mm. so so basically what what is investing yeah yeah yeah. Oh, okay. yeah yeah so again as you may have guessed i looked up the word investing <laughs> in <the Oxford laughs> Oxford Dictionary. so did i and um, <laughs> it said it says it's it's the process of putting money into a financial scheme with aims of generating profit so that's what you know the the doing mm. that's what investing is as a is that a verb yeah verb is a do, do word yeah that. that's no, the no, verb that's what it means <laughs> so um that's that's what it is um okay so what what types of investments are there there's all sorts of investments so there's um there's things that are listed on the stock exchange yeah there's things that aren't listed there's um cars can be an investment yep. old-time cars classics yeah, i spoke to someone about that today funnily enough he uh rents out lambi oh exotic cars so he buys them yeah. and rents them out yeah. and literally you know they pay for themselves and then over the summer or whatever when he wants to use it that's when he uses it kind of yeah. like what you do with your airbnb just with a car yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. that was literally my dry cleaner well, that was a cool conversation wow. to have mm. today 
yeah, okay. definitely want to invest. Um, there's that. There's um, real estate. There's commodities. There's um, cryptocurrencies. It's the new thing. I got you covered, guys. I don't understand this, but Jerome got us. This is my baby, right? So there's, there's, this is just a very small list. There's obviously loads of more things you can invest in, or there's loads of more things to invest in. Can I actually say what is a good investment and what is a bad investment in your opinion? In my opinion, um, I think that's pretty broad, right? It's a very broad question, but I think we're gonna answer that in a different way. Okay. okay. As we're going to give you bits of the question of of the answers in different parts. Should we revisit that question after we've gone through? Yeah, let's yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. Yeah, that's something I would say at work. That question, <laughs> I like it. I like <laughs> but when, I, when someone asks you in a meeting something you don't know, say, "Can we revisit that? Can we take <laughs> that offline?" My, my term is, "Oh, we'll take that offline." <laughs> <laughs> I learned that one. I love it. <laughs> okay, cool. So that so that's investing. Um, how do you invest? There's different ways to invest. So there's different investment schemes and investment vehicles. Um, last week we spoke about funds. Funds are also called mutual funds. Mm-hmm. So a fund can invest in different types of asset classes. That's that's the term for describing different types of investment asset classes. Okay. There's equity, there's bonds, commodities, etc. as I mentioned. Uh, maybe an example, a couple of examples of different asset classes. Just make it easier to... Yeah, so a maybe. bond... Is yep. an asset class. Well, actually, it's called fixed income. Is the name of the asset class. And it's called fixed income because the amount you're going to get is dictated by the contract, right? That's exactly. So it's essentially fixed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. And then shares, stocks, and shares. Mm. What's what I call equity. You know, it's this, that's a sh- that's a an asset class. Mm. Commodities is an asset class. Um, the cars, cars yeah. are that in itself is an asset class. Antiques. Um, yeah. So. That's asset class. So that's that's it's the kind of like yeah, a grouping of investments. So exactly, yeah. it's it's like a category. Kind exactly, of. exactly the category. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So the way to invest or the different schemes, vehicles. So we had the fund that we discussed last week, but then you can just also buy bonds or equities individually. You call your broker and say, I want to buy ABC, and that's it. Um, which I don't recommend. Then there's <laughs> investment clubs. So you form a club with three of your best friends is a club is essentially a firm you all put money into it and all that firm does is buy is, is invest into whatever you want to invest in so that's another way to invest okay um and what's that group useful for once instead of just <laughs> 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 and, and um for the very rich they set up family offices okay so they hire professionals just to manage their money so they might hire a team of five six people just to manage their money but those are usually people with hundreds of millions or billions even. Okay. So that's another way. And then there's also spread betting, yes. CFDs, which a lot of people do and a lot of people lose money. Yeah. That sounds dangerous. I dabbled in <laughs> CFDs a bit. I what studied are, it once. What are CFDs? Contracts for difference. Yeah, that's it. Con- contract for difference. And, uh, can I give, like, maybe my understanding, you tell yeah, me if I'm spot on or not? Yeah, go for it, man. But my understanding is it's like you're kind of betting on the movement of the stock. So uh, if you think it's going to rise you're going to uh, you're going to buy or known as mm. going long yeah if you think it's going to go down you're going to sell it or known as going short um i think the idea behind those two so when you're buying you're going to buy it now and assuming you're about to sell it at a higher price and that's where your profit's mm. going to be if you're going short you're going to essentially is it borrow now 
and then when you pay back this it should be lo- worth less so you're paying back less okay. so that's where your profit would you would have borrowed 500 pounds but you've only got to pay them back 300 okay. i think that's my very broad brush high level it is yeah it is so you say you borrowed it when it cost 500 you essentially still have to pay back the 500 mm-hmm. but remember you've borrowed at 500 in the market, if if the stock price goes down, it's a lot lower, right? Mm-hmm. So you could buy it for that one hundred, okay, and give it back to whoever Got you borrowed you. it from. Got you. Okay. And the difference okay, is your profit. Cool. Okay. So that's yeah. that. It's so that's that's yeah. yeah. It's interesting stuff. So you have to but yeah, you're right. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And and one thing about it is it's not considered. It's actually not considered investing. Really. It's cons- if you so spread betting is considered gamble yeah it yeah. sounds it that's Some why you don't pay yeah that's you don't pay tax on your capital gains you. so when you're doing spread betting all these effects options whatever everything is just free it's just if you whatever you make that's it you make it there's no capital gains tax there's there's no taxes no nothing because mm-hmm. it's it's seen as gambling okay. rather than investing so is this what all, the, all these big big <laughs> executives are doing yeah well they're no that in like investment banks they're not really doing spread betting is more for the average person that's like me and you okay yeah, yeah. Really? that's why there's so many of them mm, that's kind of be my, i don't know that much about it only that it's, it's it. very dangerous to yeah, if you don't if you way. don't know what you're doing because they they essentially lend you money to play with so you put in a hundred pounds and they give you like Ten thousand pounds to play with, yeah. and you okay. can yeah. So you can so lose more than you've uh, put in. Yeah, great well, deal, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So so imagine you've put in a hundred pounds. All of a sudden, you can buy something worth ten thousand, right? And let's just say that something worth ten thousand drops by ten percent. That means you're down a thousand pounds. But you only had a hundred to play with <laughs> to <laughs> begin oh with. You owe them nine hundred pounds, right? Exactly. So you go but from investing to owing. What what a lot of what a lot of firms do is um before you even lose that one thousand, they'll just close your account. So as soon as you lose your hundred pound, that's, that's it. Good. You're good. That's good. That's what a lot of them do. Yeah. But yeah, again, you're right. You can lose more than you um you put in. Cool. Cool. So now we know the the ways to invest, the vehicles, the schemes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. One thing I wanted to cover is what type of sh- of person should invest their own money? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking because you've given the list of the type of investments and how you can invest in them, but are they for everybody? Mm. No. That's the and, thing. And I don't think <laughs> investing <laughs> is for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> don't think okay, investing okay, for okay, everybody. Okay, okay. No. Uh, I'm going to talk on behalf of my friend here because he's a little bit harsher <laughs> than I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, investing is for everybody. I think so Directly too. Directly investing maybe with your own money by yourself isn't for everybody it's highly complex it's highly difficult uh i think an analogy that uh, i've heard of you wouldn't have an amateur take out your teeth so why would you invest your money in something as complex as the money markets or whatever it may be so yes it's for you but you may need to seek help that's Frank. exactly what if I meant to say. If it's the money market, but you can invest in yourself. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. No, 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 yeah. 100%. I'm just, you know, I'm talking that's about... Yeah, no, yeah, investing yeah. is more than just investing in money. Like yeah. Investing time, yeah. 100%. investing in yourself, which is something I think every, all of us have benefited from. Yeah. So. No, 100%. We're nicer than Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for instance, you know, if, if you just got up one day, you wanted to buy some stocks, you know, you, you, you should do your research before you do it and and there's different ways to do it and the honest truth is a lot of us it's not even that what people aren't smart enough to do it it's definitely not that it's yeah. just that people don't have the time yeah. the skill and that's exactly or the interest to do it yeah you know yeah. so if, yeah. if you if you don't really know what you're doing yeah. and you go out there buying stocks 
you're, you're essentially gambling. You might buy a stock just because you've you've heard of the name, yeah. But you don't yeah. actually know how it's been how performing. It you don't know anything about it. You just buy it. Mm. So um, if if you don't have the time or the interest, the willingness to do it, then leave it to a professional. You exactly. Know? It's like you wouldn't let you wouldn't let an amateur barber cut your hair, right? So, <laughs> number two. Or you wouldn't cut your own hair, or would you? I cut my own hair. Well, you don't have any hair, bro. Hey, <laughs> hey, we have to be accepting of disabilities out here, guys. It's 2017. But basically, Sorry, Kalisha, be, so your, if they don't have no one to go to or know anyone, where could they go to find the information? Is it like via Google or? Yeah, Google, YouTube. Mm. There's this website called Investopedia. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, actually, no. You you mean inv- Investopedia is more for knowledge, but if you're talking yeah. direct investing, mm-hmm. um, Hargreaves lands out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so it'd be them. Uh, the, uh, I suppose it'd be platforms that kind of break it down. Maybe is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like, where can people get? Yeah. The one one webs um money supermarket. They oh, actually yeah. have a very good section where they break things Seriously? down. Yeah, they do. Oh, so okay. that's for information. Then they can't help you. Yeah, invest, they, exactly. You you get, oh, you can't get products through them. You, you can buy that they're recommending them yeah but they have a section just on explaining what it is okay and where to go oh yeah also on open university as well they have a lot of free courses about, in, about oh, wow. investments that like quite a lot like how to manage your money what is investment what is the risk that's dope and they're free as well so that's really good might take one of them see what it's all about we will put that in the description as well on SoundCloud. yeah yeah kalisha will put the link in there yeah Okay, so yeah, so you know, you, if if you don't have the time, skill, or yeah. interest, just let someone else do it, exactly. and and it's not that expensive to let someone else manage yeah, your money, in this in this day and age, anyway. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, one of the bits of feedback I got uh, was I think a couple of people felt that we were saying last week that people shouldn't get advice. Um, I think what I, I'm speaking on behalf of France a little bit here. Um, okay you shouldn't pay for information because the information is out there we have the internet it's free yeah. and you have the time to go and find it but before you press the trigger and invest you should seek advice mm-hmm. you know um i say i i've worked in a building site before my cousin still works in the industry and he says a lot of people lose a lot of money just by you know doing what francis says going in and investing in something really complex with very little knowledge time or interest in what they're doing yeah. so definitely seek advice but don't pay for information. Go and get the information yourself. Mm-hmm. Equip yourself with the knowledge beforehand, but still go and get that advice, I think. Yeah, that's true. And um, once you've done all of that, the questions you want to ask yourself is, um, wh- what's your objective mm-hmm. for investing? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. do you want to invest? Yeah. How long do you want to invest? Um, you know, How comfortable are you with, with risks? Mm-hmm. How would you feel if you woke up tomorrow and your investment is down 2 3%? Would you go mad? Yeah. Or would you just switch off your wherever and just go on with your life these are very ask yourself that very sensible yeah you you need to know how much yeah yeah, how much can you afford to lose you need to know that before moving forward yeah so you know for me in terms of your objectives the two key ones i'd break down is are you investing for regular income or are you investing for capital growth so Mm. you putting your money in and you want to get rid of your investment in five years and make uh, you know a large amount or whatever or is it you want uh, so that's something you'd be holding for a period of time uh, or is it a company you want to invest in that's going to pay you regular regular dividends that you'll use that money to live off yeah so you know some people invest for income some people invest for capital growth so yeah. that's kind of what i think france means in terms of your objectives um if you do need money to live on you're going to look at those kind of investment options that will give you regular income 
if maybe you don't need it right now, so you're quite liquid or you have money basically, um, you might want to invest longer term or you want to mix of both if you're trying to have a balanced view, which is something we often uh, promote here. Or I've been told to promote <laughs> by, with a gun to my head, uh, aimed by someone called Frank, if I don't listen. <laughs> Um, I think uh, what would the next one was uh, how long can you invest that's another one so yeah. you know if you're going to need this money next year you might not want to tie it into something that you're going to have to have for five years you might want to put in something very liquid exactly yeah. liquid being you can get in and out whenever you that's want basically you need, exactly yeah. so once again what is your pl- what do you need to do with this money and usually short term investments is what's liquid exactly and what would you count as short term investments so it's, it's it's defined as anything from overnight to one year that's considered short term okay and short-term instruments are usually very liquid they trade you it's almost like you can buy something today and sell it in three minutes or something and there won't be much change so and with those short-term investments is there a maximum or minimum amount you're putting in so again there's to to keep it very plain and simple there's short-term short-term investment funds Mm. which invest in short-term bonds so bonds that have are issued for three months okay like okay. american like a treasury bond that's that's a bond issued by the american government it will pay you next to nothing but it's it's literally no risk and you can get in and out very very quickly okay and how much how much should you invest yeah it's really up to you um is there a minimum or a ma- well most funds the minimum is 100 pound yeah okay most funds yeah the, the bare minimum is £100. Okay. As a one-off investment or a regular investment? It's up to you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But most decent. Reasonable. Yeah. 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 Okay, so... A good starting point. What, what's an investment strategy? Um, it's, yeah. it's basically a set of rules or a way that professionals or good professionals, I should say, <laughs> in, invest money. Would they be professional if they're not good? Of course. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. If you wanted to do it yourself, you should definitely have an investment strategy. You should have a way of how you're doing things. Mm. You should have some kind of guidelines, principles or whatever. Would you set those guidelines or would the professional set those guidelines? Well, if, if you let the professionals handle your money, then obviously they would have all the guidelines that, set for themselves to invest mm. the money on your behalf but i'm saying if if you're just if you want to do it yourself yeah and you have got the skills knowledge time etc you should you should have an investment strategy i think what Kalisha might mean is where does someone get an investment strategy yeah. from like where do you well, learn it's knowledge you have to learn okay. you have to read about it um if you're not in that kind of world if you don't work in that world it's a little bit more difficult mm. because you don't really have a reference point but again it's not impossible there's there's a you could probably read about four or five books or watch endless clips on YouTube, etc., et and learn a whole lot. Reading four Definitely. or five books, though. Yeah, that's well, this, this is the it, The endless right? videos is one thing, but reading, yeah. reading mm. four or five books. You know, books. people's attention span now is very, very there's, short. There's, there's, very short. Exactly. There are very short clips on YouTube by <laughs> by um, by Investopedia, mm. so they explain okay. everything on there, and the videos are like one minute. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get their, yeah. their yeah. email updates, which is good. So they take... Um, all like the, the the financial terms mm-hmm. and they, they explain them to you along with videos and everything like i get that like i think it's weekly or daily whatever so every night i delete most of them but every now and again there'll be a word that, oh yeah I always wonder what that is mm, i can go up. in there and see what yeah. it is that's so if you're interested you can sign up for that yeah so broadly put there's there's two at very very high level there's two investment strategies for equity for equities or bonds um one's passive and one's active 
what what it means is a passive a passive investment strategy literally just tracks something so we'll take for instance the FTSE 100 which mm-hmm. is a benchmark a benchmark is just a collection of firms which have some kind of share some characteristics the sh- the, sh- the shares listed on the FTSE 100 are the 100 largest firms mm. in the UK yeah that's all it is it could be any sector they could do anything literally but they just happen to be the 100 biggest firms listed firms mm. in the UK yeah so a passive investment strategy is you would want to make the re- whatever return the FTSE 100 makes that's what you would want to make how you would invest in something like that is through an indexation fund so all the fund what the, the fund basically does is it buys exactly what's in the FTSE 100 okay so your return and the return of the FTSE 100 should be the same it, there might be a little bit of a difference which okay. is called tracking error simply because you will have whenever the fund buys and sells shares there's there's obviously costs so the costs will decrease your return a little bit but in principle yeah. your return should be very close to whatever the FTSE 100 okay. return that and, and the that's good passive yeah and that's yeah. passive okay. and the good thing about that is um it's very cheap so for something like that the the fund manager might charge you something like 0.2 percent which is next to nothing mm-hmm. okay no you won't even feel that yeah. so it's very cheap and um, very simple very plain um the FTSE 100 you you could see it as a representation of the uk economy it's not really but mm. you could see it of so if you have a lot of confidence in the uk <laughs> probably not <laughs> after brexit and that and uber now exactly Whoa. uber oh, gosh, yeah anderson lee must be smiling right now <laughs> if i worked in the marketing department anderson lee whoo, i'm not going <laughs> home anderson yeah lee, i'm not going home cabs, it's crunch time taxi cabs. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if the prices go up oh of course what for of uber course. no for addison addison lee and all these mini cabs Anyway, definitely well, let me really not even get started yeah. <laughs> i'm just worried yeah. about uber eats personally yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> another way to get passive exposure to passive investing is through etfs which are called exchange traded funds um very very similar to funds but they're a little bit more liquid than funds because they're traded on an exchange so an exchange is just basically a, a big platform where assets trade okay like the stock london exchange. stock exchange yeah that's an exchange yeah that's the only difference etfs so, also very low cost mm-hmm. yeah so what what kind of people would this or what kind of situation would mm. a passive uh, investment strategy suit maybe what kind of characteristics yeah. well someone who doesn't if essentially someone who doesn't believe that you can beat the market when i say Got beat you. the market is beat the benchmark yeah so the FTSE 100 for instance has 100 firms if you don't believe that you can actually selectively choose the best performing firms from that 100 yeah. if you don't believe people can do that and there's good reason to believe that you will just buy the whole the benchmark you know it's like why pick and choose 10 firms you believe are really good when you can buy 100 yeah. of course but then I can imagine with the 10 that are really good, your return's going to be much higher. Whereas if you take the safe route and just go with that's it. that 100. That's a, that's a great, just, great question. That's yeah. exactly it. But then you have to ask yourself, what, what, what's yeah. your thinking? Yeah, yeah. What can you afford? What's the risk level? Yeah. yeah. And in, in, rec- in recent years, it turns out that active managers, so those who pick and or s- selectively choose individual firms, yeah. they tend to underperform the benchmark. Mm. What time period? 
over various time periods. Really? But yeah, over various time periods. It, the, the, the truth is, in the nineties, so. We're kind of jumping to what I was going to explain later. I promise, guys, we're still talking about investing. We're going to come back to the with, point. Uh, Let's with, go. with active management, active managers are supposed to produce alpha. Now, alpha is the bench the, when the benchmark, let's just say 4,100, whatever return you get on that, that's your beta. That's the market return. So that's basically saying if you're in the market, you should be getting that. If you buy the FTSE, you should be getting that. Got you. Now, alpha is whatever you get in excess of that. So if the FTSE returned 10% and there was an active manager who was collective, um, individually selecting firms, let's just say he returned 15%, mm. difference between 12 and 15 is 3%. He'll have 3% alpha. Okay. That's what you're supposed to be producing. There's a lot of theory saying that alpha doesn't really exist these days anymore or managers aren't really producing alpha. Wow, there's yeah, there's good evidence to show that. Um, but then there's also very good managers that can return you a lot more. Um, there's this I can't remember where I read this, but someone said you know in the early nineties, you had about hundred thousand, uh, sorry, you had about hundred small firms active managers, mm -hmm. and they were all generating alpha. Now you've got about hundred thousand of them, and hardly any of them are generating alpha. So we've got more fund managers yeah, generating less and money. And it's basically the same hundred yeah. that in the nineties were generating alpha, they're still generating alpha okay. today. That's that's what you know, that's the mm. kind of theme. So the people that are always making money are still making money. Yeah, mm. so that's yeah, basically. So you're well, telling me not everybody's like Bobby Axel worth from billions. I'll see if other people know that show, then that's why yeah. I was a boring one that liked it. So that's that's the that's the dis distinction between passive and active. Um and within active, as Jerome explained earlier, you know, managers, fund managers can either go long or go short, or they can they can do both, right? Yeah. They can do both. But that's more than you know, for, for the for the next episode, that's more of a complex strategy where mm. you're long short. So you have both long positions, both short positions. Um yeah. This sounds like the WhatsApp group you got me in. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, he's got me in his WhatsApp group, my days. Oh my gosh. I've never felt so intellectually bullied in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I consider myself relatively he's smart. Very but serious. Anyway. It's not serious. It's a lot it's of fun. It's a very there. good group. I, I recently oh. got re added. I feel confident <laughs> in myself. Oh my I had God. to go away on a little pilgrimage. You put yourself out. No one can't. I did you not. Out. I took exactly, myself out. Yeah, yeah, I know when I'm not ready for a fight. Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, just back to bonds. Uh, actually, in in general, when you're looking at investments, so you you look at your objectives, what you want, how long, etc., how much risk you can take, etc. But then you also look at the risk characteristics of whatever it is that you want to invest in. So, if you wanted wanted to go into bonds, the risk characteristics of bonds would be slightly different to the risk characteristics of equities or real estate or mm -hmm. commodities. Yeah. So they all have different risks basically. Yep, yep, yep. Um with bonds there's there's credit risk, which is basically let's just say the bond that you bought was had a very good rating, as in the firm had very good credit. You know, they always pay their debt sometimes. They don't default on their debt and they had a very high rating, like a triple A rating, which is the highest um that would mean they'll they'll pay quite low interest. But then let's just say something happened to that firm, and all of a sudden they couldn't do that. 
there will be a downgrade in the rating. Mm-hmm. Um, so the risk of that happening, that's your credit risk. It's just okay. the risk that there might be an event which will decrease the rating of the bond you've invested in, gotcha. which essentially means money lost for you. Of course, of course. I think on risk, I think that's a good topic because I think that's the one thing that keeps most people I know away yeah, from investing. Of course. But yeah. I, I course, think a lot yeah. of people don't even understand risk. They don't understand what risk is. Oh, well, oh yeah, it's I think, true. well, if you put simply, it, yeah. it just sounds like, am I going to get my money back? Yeah. <laughs> and yes, that's what it is. No, seriously. Am I an everyday person? Am I putting in this money to lose it? And I think people will need to sit there and consider how much they can afford to lose. And then sometimes if it's a toss up between putting that little bit away or getting those groceries, well, I can't actually afford to lose anything. So let's not go for it. What would you say is ideal for the everyday nine to fiver? Everyday nine to fiver? I'd say a very, very low risk investment is ideal. So like a hundred pounds? Yeah, or it could be a multi-asset portfolio, which has a little bit of bonds, a little bit of equities, Mm -hmm. a little bit of other stuff. So is that similar to what you got at Cleisha to invest in? Um, No, so her one are just equities in premium brands. So that one has a higher risk than a lot of other investments. But there are so many different types of premium brands. That's that in itself is a form of diversification. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know, say compa- that what you've invested in compared to a fund which only has bonds in them, that's so much more riskier, relatively speaking. But then compared to a hedge fund which has leverage, derivatives, all that stuff, it's a lot less riskier. So it's somewhere on the spectrum. I mean, I have money in it. I would never. I have. <laughs> I, I got skin it's in the game. It's just how much you want, you're willing to lose. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. yeah. that's the thing. I think it's knowing the risk, maybe knowing yeah. the level of it. Yeah. It's and it's hard to understand. You know what what risk is. It's hard to quantify. A lot of all these terms that explain risk don't always explain risk appropriately. Anyway. Agreed. You know, usually when when financial professionals talk about risk, they're referring to standard deviations of returns. open google (laughs) (laughs) so they're they're, they're basically saying if you had everyone knows what the mean is right a mean no not everybody knows what the mean is an average right an average let's just say over over one month Kalisha's portfolio over one month had a mean return of one percent right that means the average return was one percent um with a mean comes a standard deviation, i.e. you have the mean, but what's the range around the mean where the, the, the return fluctuations are? So let's just say the lowest is minus one mm-hmm. and the highest is above one. Okay. That's that's quite that's that's what one standard deviation on each side. Okay, you know, let's so forget, forget about standard deviation. Let's, so, let's move on. Yeah, let's please. move on. Yeah, please. Okay. Anyway, you so that, lost me there, that's risk. That's episode risk forty will be statistics. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those those are the, there's there's a lot more risk characteristics um specific to bonds. So you have inflation risk. Mm. Again, we covered inflation, the yeah. cost of living yeah. as it goes up. They have a special relationship with bonds. Well, I say special, but um, if you're receiving a fixed interest, so let's just say your bond pays six percent, and inflation is three percent, that means really you're only getting three percent. Mm. So the higher yeah. the inflation, the lower your bond returns are. Yeah. So there's inflation risk, which is the risk that inflation will go up and um, decrease your returns. Um, there's also effects risk. So if you buy a bond in Indonesia, 
in order to buy that bond, you have to change money into Indonesian into yeah. Indonesian rupee. No idea. Yeah, that's the currency cool. to buy it. So let's just say you did that today, I'll and take you word, mate. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. A year later, when you want to redeem your money, the exchange rate has moved against you. Yeah, that means you've lost money just due to foreign exchange fluctuations, mm-hmm. right? The price of the bond could have not changed, but you still lost money. Of course, it's very simple. Like yeah. um, the pound, the pound took a big hit, right? It did yeah. against it did. the it's dollar. It's been the taking euro. a hit. Well, there you go. It's been taking. I mean, yeah. it was nearly two dollars to a pound. Yeah, you know? that that Vegas holiday is very expensive. Yeah, Vegas, yeah. you're going Vegas. I was. No, Ooh, I'm not going. Okay. I want to invest where you've invested. How much did you spend <laughs> in Vegas? That's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> That's not making sense right now. It's <laughs> not. It's really not. That's not making sense. <laughs> so okay, just to round that one up a bit. Um, there's a lot of risk, um, but I think going back to the last episode a little bit, you can't run from it. Even cash is risky. Yeah. Even yeah, leaving course, your money in uh, a savings account with one percent interest is risky because inflation mm-hmm. can eat away yeah. of it. Yeah. So it's don't bury your head in the sand. You can't run away from risk. Understand it. Understand how big it is, uh, how likely it is to happen, and what kind of risk it is, uh, and, and plan accordingly. Basically, yeah. which and what so I think you want to do. Risk is not literally not being able to make any money, but also the factors that can affect how much money you make. It can yeah. affect yeah. how much yeah. money you make, it's how true. much money you lose. Yeah. And I think your level of risk should probably increase with your level of knowledge. That's very good. That's a very good point. Your, your level of risk should increase with your level. That, that's I've got a, strap lines for No, that, hey. I, I like that. I love that. <laughs> you know, hit me up. My, my Instagram <laughs> and Twitter is going to be... Um, so Sam was asking me earlier, she was basically saying, how can an amateur or someone who isn't as you know sophisticated spot risks or how can you interpret risk yeah. and and the the, the short answer is well you, you can't yeah um because it's a gamble mm. yeah so thing. it is i don't yeah. like the word gamble but you're right i don't know i don't know if i agree totally. well it's not a gamble but as sam was saying you know you know you know when a mango is off because it's extra st- soft and it goes brown <laughs> you know it's soft right <laughs> a mango did who said that yeah okay, sam can you, said that can you clear that one up no i agree Look, no, I don't because, understand. No, because we were talking, so we were talking about <laughs> no, we were talking about the risks in um, investment, and I was saying how easy is it is it to spot that something's risky? Okay. And I was saying so, for example, you know when a man goes off because the outside goes extra soft and it goes a bit brown. So, yeah. I.e., it's easy to it's spot. It's easy to see. How easy is it for an amateur investor to actually see these risks? Okay, um, it's not very easy if you don't know. But if you do know, yeah, like if you if you did understand bonds, you read about bonds, or you someone explained it to you, whatever. However, where you got the knowledge, you would look at a bond's duration. Yeah. Now, a bond's duration tells you that what the interest rate risk is. Mm. So it basically says to you, if interest rate changes by this percent, the value of your bond will change by this percent or this amount in return. That's your bond duration. Mm-hmm. So if you had a bond duration of, say, six, that means for one percent change in interest rate, the value of your of your um, bond will also change by six percent. Okay. So that's duration is a risk metrics yeah. people use. So again, if you had the knowledge, you would know, okay, well, what's the bond's duration? That's what I want to know. Yeah, cool. So um, is that a concrete way? So in, with the example that you've just concrete, said. Concrete, n- nothing, nothing in finance. Concrete. So, so, nothing. so it's never Can with we what you've just said. Again? Never. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> this is why you should seek professional yeah. Yeah. advice. No, um, no, no risk measures concrete, but for the simple reason being, we don't know what the future holds. Yeah, okay. So it can only work with what's Mm. probable. So A is likely. That's it. Everything we're talking about is probable. Yeah. But nothing is certain and concrete. Okay. Cool. Um, 
I think well, I mean, one thing I'd like to add is maybe just keeping abreast of uh, the industry you're invested in. So if you've invested in commodities, say gold, um, uh, actually that might be a better example. Say, okay, you've invested in uh, uh, aluminium mm. and something happens and there's Aluminum. a plant. Uh, <laughs> aluminium. <laughs> okay. So say some, you've invested in that, uh, which is a commodity. Uh, say something's happened to that industry where aluminium is no longer going to be used by mankind or whatever like that. You might that's going to be a potential risk. If there's something yeah. that's going to come on and that's going to change that no, industry completely, you're screwed. You, you're screwed. So you might want to come out of your investment at that point. So yeah. one of the ways you, I think you could spot your risk is just being aware of it and mm. what influences it, what it influences um, and just knowing what you're invested in. Yeah, of course. It's the clues in the name. You're invested, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so be invested. No, that's why I like what Kalisha's done with Francis and investing in things you're actually mm. interested yeah. in. Yeah. I and think and it's be simple, easier. right? Because you understand it. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. You understand the firms. You know what they do. Exactly. You may not understand equities in depth, but you un- you know what it is. You're just mm. buying a, a share of a firm. Of so, yeah. Definitely. You know and I'm not the only one that's buying the brand. There's no, hundreds of thousands of people, exactly. people are buying the brand. So. Exactly. Yeah. so, yeah, I think you're right. Understanding is, yeah. is the key. Invest more than your it's money. Key. Invest your time. See, there's another one. Okay, so... Just, just um, for the sake of time, I would say we kind of should, excuse me, leave leave um bonds behind and move on to yep. equity yeah. shares, stocks and shares. Cool. However yep. you call them, all the same thing. I yeah. have a stocks and shares ISA as well. Of course well you done. do. Hey. One of the guys uh, that listened said that he's got way too much money in his cash ISA, and yeah. he's going to start looking at. Who said uh, that? Uh, I can't. I'm not going to. Oh, your friend. Name, yeah. Well, no, okay. one oh, no, we the, don't want one no of the names. Amazing people that gave us <laughs> no, no snitches around him. Uh, you know, not all of our, my friends are on social media like that, so I'm going to put them on Front Street. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's good. That's that's what we're here for, right? Exactly. I'm telling you, yeah, it makes sense. Don't um, much. Don't steal my lines. Hey. So um, yeah. So so in let's let's talk about equities, right? Okay. F- first of all. Jerome, what, what is an equity? Ooh. So the word equity is like refers to having ownership in something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, and it, for me, that's it's, it's the same thing. So uh, with a bond, you're loaning the company money. You have no in- invested interest in that company. So uh, you're only going to get back what your the, the con- your contract, your bond states. Yeah. Whereas if you're invested, if you've got equity, if you own a part of that company, you'll get what's known as the residual, which means if they make 100 million, you get a share of that 100 million. Whereas if you was a bondholder, you're only going to get what's in your contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. It's basically yeah. ownership. That's basically it. And um, we we tend to call equity or, or stocks and shares the, the ownership that's listed. So okay. that's tradable okay. that we yeah. can buy and sell. Yeah. So that's that's the only that's the only difference I would say. Um, how does an equity become tradable? Uh, on an exchange? Yeah. How, how does Ooh. it go in there? Hey. <laughs> go on. That was a total guess. <laughs> yeah, but how does it get there? Uh, you, it has to be listed, no? Or how does it become listed? Dude, come on, man. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Wikipedia's okay. run so, out now. So, so you, usually it's through an IPO, which is... Going um, public. Yeah. yeah okay. That's public. interesting. Check one one point. Uh, Pure Gym, I'm sure many of you that are listening to this go yeah, there. Yeah, I know Pure Gym. They're actually um, going to auction instead of going to IPO. Don't know why, but... Something I read today, I thought it might okay. go. Well, they it. must be doing well. Uh, uh, there's quite a few of them. My workplace uh, in, in, there, in so. key locations. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's one, um, uh, Moorgate, mm. new big one, right next to, um, what's that one called? Um, I can't remember. One of these posh gyms, they got right one right next oh, really? to it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. go to. 
No, I go to fitness first. You go to fitness first? Yeah, it's not posh. You lie. No, probably got platinum membership. As long as you work out. <laughs> That's it, right? As long as you work out, it's yeah, good. Health so is well. So exactly. So they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, for an IPO, which okay. is the initial public offering, mm-hmm. which basically means it's the first time the public is allowed to buy shares or have ownership yeah. in that specific company. And that's it. So before that, the shares are not tradable? No, so they're private. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's so many private firms that we don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. Uber is yeah. one of them, actually. Uber is still private? Yeah. Yes, they are. That. Yeah, yeah, they are. They've been planning to, to go public, but they're still private. They'll probably suffer now, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have so many issues, right? They've been taking they're, the back room for ages. Yeah, um, change of management, their culture's just messed up. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. bad. Sexual yeah. harassment, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Alleged, alleged. It's not. See? Yet. Sorry, Uber. <laughs> Please I love don't Uber. block me. I love me. you. <laughs> Uber eats for life. Oh yeah, and and they, today they um, yeah, they lost or oh, they're gonna lose their license. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone's talking about September. it. The memes are going. Memes are going crazy. Yeah, I, I was I'm not, not happy when I heard that. Uber, that's that's me. That's my lifeline. Same. That's mm. it's how I'm getting home after this. But surely, man. Like. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Addison anyway. Lee. Nah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> no so once here. once a, once once a firm um, offers its shares to the public, has an IPO, and it's trading on an exchange like the like the London Stock Exchange, prices obviously go up and down, mm-hmm. and um, it the the short answer is those swings are due to demand and supply. So if a lot of people want to buy your stock, it'll go up. Yeah. If a lot of people are selling them, it'll go down. Um, that's only the short answer because effectively the share price what it actually is 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 the intrinsic value of the firm um, intrinsic being let's just say the firm has 200 pounds in assets 100 pound in liabilities mm-hmm. what's the difference 100 right mm-hmm. that 100 is your equity if the firm had 10 shares that were tradable each share would be 10 pounds right 100 mm-hmm. over 10 yeah but so that's the intrinsic value or their book value as you may as people call it mm-hmm. but often the share price isn't reflective of that yeah share price could be significantly higher or significantly lower yeah, it's based on what people are willing to pay right exactly exactly that's what it is so it's short answer yes supply and demand but long answer it's a lot more than just demand and supply Okay. It's it's the intrinsic value. It's it's views on your future profitability. It's so much more. Fine. So for probably, I think this would be useful for a slightly more advanced investor. Yeah. Uh, which of the two would be more important to them, the intrinsic value or the uh, the market value? That comes back to what kind of investment strategy you have. Got you. Um, if you're someone who focuses on fundamentals, so again, I'm only talking from a professional perspective. Eh? Okay. For instance, at work for me, we have different teams. Some of them focus on fundamental analysis. So they look at they look at a firm, they'll look at that, the intrinsic value of the firm mm-hmm. and compare that to the current market value. If there's a big discrepancy, they would want to know why there is. Mm. If that reason isn't good enough, they will short that stock because to them it doesn't make sense why the stock price is so much. Yeah. Okay. If if it might it may be that the market value is a lot lower than the intrinsic intr- intrinsic value. In that case, you want to buy it because it's undervalued, right? Mm-hmm. So again, it depends on your investment strategy. Um, if you're a fundamental guy, you're bottom up. That means you start with the firm. And um, having an analogy with that, like um, the, the fantasy football, right? Oh, wow. 
When you think about it, I don't it, play fantasy football. I don't get fantasy. So am I the only one who plays? Yeah, yeah you yeah, are. I don't understand. Okay, well, I'm sure a lot of the listeners. Yeah, a lot of grown men not playing fantasy anymore. When you think of bottom-up fundamental analysis, think of it as as choosing a fantasy football team, right? How do you start? You look at individual players, right? You look at how strong the players are, how they're performing, how much they score. Um, how, ma- how many assists do so they have? No one does all that. So you pick I'm your favourite name. I'm just saying. <laughs> See, no, you don't do that. That's what I that's what, do. That's, that's what you do, right? You, you get the one who's going to get you the most points based on how, how they're looking, how much how much they score, etc., etc. Mm. Um, if you weren't a fundamental guy, if you were a, a top-down guy, i.e. you're starting at... Um, in, in investment terms, you're, 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 you do more macroeconomic analysis, i.e. you're looking at the country or region. Yeah. Let's just say you have, your, your views are that this specific region is gonna do really well. So therefore, I wanna invest in this region. Let's mm-hmm. just say, I don't know, North America. So yeah. then you would look at North America and then go down further. Yeah, so macro is looking at things from a very high level. Yeah, you got macro. And so, macro. so if 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 you was the fantasy football manager, <laughs> rather than Which looking at is. the individual player, you st- you'd obviously still be looking at the Premier League. But you say, okay, um, last year, Man City scored most goals in the Premier League. Therefore, I want a striker for Man City. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or you could say, Southampton was the best defensive team. They had the most clean sheets. Therefore, in my defence, I'm only going to put players from Southampton. Yeah, that's that's a decision you make based on your top-down approach. Got okay. you, got okay. you, got you, got you. And okay. then you can obviously do both, yeah. right? You can say half this, half that. You can mix and match whatever you want. But those are just two broad strategies that I use. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So where are we now? So we've just finished. What What have we just? What did you just explain to us? <laughs> <laughs> what I just explained were two investment strategies for equities. One, one being fundamental analysis, mm-hmm. but bottom up, yep. and the other being top-down macroeconomic analysis. Okay. And uh, how would somebody use those? So again, as a professional. Yep, cool. So this, okay, they will, that, that will be their guideline into investing. That would, right. that's, they would base their investment decisions on that. Okay. The whole analysis process will be driven by that. Cool. And as an amateur? Mm. As an amateur, the honest truth is, those are one of the most difficult things to do. Okay. Even yeah. the professionals get it wrong a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, I, as an amateur, I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah. The whole time you were talking, the only thing I could think was back to the original thing we said a few um, well a little while ago was uh, getting professional help, and I think that's why that's been the theme of this. Mm-hmm. You know, th- I think that was just a brief insight. So if that you know uh, teched you out a little bit, guys, that's just a brief insight because that's a, a summary level. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's 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 summarized from France's point of view uh, as a professional. So you know, it shows you how complex this is. So don't jump into it without, you know. So when he says what kind of person you need to be, you need to be the kind of person that's willing to know all of that. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to be the person that's willing to know a lot more. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm scratching the surface. Exactly. And the truth is, I know stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know everything. Yes. And like I said, even professionals get it wrong. Yeah. You have people with 10, 20 years experience, they still get it wrong. So, yeah. yeah. So as a starting point for somebody who doesn't have that knowledge, mm-hmm. who's not going to be able to read four or five books. Yeah. Um, doesn't quite trust the one minute videos on YouTube. Yeah. Is there a way to get started without, not without professional help, but some sort of guidance, which well, is like low commitment so, guidance. So, so let me get this straight. And doesn't okay. have a lot of no, money. No, wait, let me get this straight. This, you, don't not, no, no. Read, <laughs> you don't want to read. You don't want to watch no, the videos. No, no, I'm not you don't want to speak to anyone. 
I'm not asking for this. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, come on. Meet me, meet me. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're feeling judged right I'm now, not. it's only one of the four of us. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying without doing any work at all, but I still feel like it sounds a little bit daunting. And then also when you're going and out to lot. the market and asking for that yeah. professional help, yeah. if you don't have the knowledge of it, you don't have someone who can say to you, um, I've used these people. Where do you go? So I'm saying, is there anything that could be done? The, like the truth is, you have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have and to. Okay, if you, let, okay, does that person read any newspapers? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, say they read the Guardian. Yeah, the Guardian has a section on markets. Mm. Start by that. It's very but simple. I mean, I'm talking simple. Like, could you say to somebody, right? Okay, can you afford to spend fifty pound a month? Okay, if they say yes, then we know that this company is not going downhill anytime soon. You're yeah. not going to No, I would never say I would never say to them invest in a specific company. Okay. I would never a fund. S- a fund. A fund I would, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay. It would be a, a balanced or multi-asset fund. Yeah. Okay. So it would be a fund that has different types of investments yeah. which are spread in different regions. Mm-hmm. Different everything. It Relatively very, low risk. Re- it it'll be somewhere on the lower side. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. won't be the lowest, but it'll be on the lower side. But okay. I guess you can spectrum. start that way and then yeah. through you tracking and that's and what's exactly. happening. And that's exactly. exactly. how you're learning. It it doesn't have to be a fund, but as someone who doesn't have a lot of knowledge, that's your best bet. Okay. 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 That's a good question. So, in terms of in addition to funds, what other kind of low risk what, yeah. what kind of entry level investments? So, uh, a well diversified fund, is it bonds maybe? Yeah, a, a, a fund that a bond fund, a basically. bond fund. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you did mention that yep. before. Yeah, or um, an equity fund can also be low risk. Okay. Like th- there might be an equity fund which buys defense defensive stocks, which are basically utility firms like say Procter and Gamble. Toothpaste will never go out of fashion, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. People always sell toothpaste. Of course. Um, I don't know all these things that we just always need. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's firms that provide those sort yeah. of stuff like food. Um, what's that? Um, white is a white bread. What are they called? They make bread. Whip bread. Is it whip bread? I don't need white bread. I think. Is it w- one something of like that? Yeah. yeah. Hovis. Firms like <laughs> Hovis. Hovis. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to find the most yeah. difficult one. I was like whip bread. Wow. So it's not just George Osborne that know the price of a loaf of bread. <laughs> Neither do we on making sense. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't yeah. eat bread. Don't yeah. eat carbs. Carb it's free. And I'm not going mobs. <laughs> it, it's that you, you, if as a, as a beginner, as a newcomer, you want to get in somewhere quite you know low quite on low. the risk spectrum, yeah. and then as Sam said earlier, as your knowledge goes up, you move up a notch. Okay. Yeah. So how about this right now? That I put the past you. So you're you're a beginner to this. You go and take your fifty pounds a month or wherever it's going to be a month. Uh, you invest in one of these lower risk things. Could you then? Okay, now you've got skin in the game. Could you then focus your research and education on the thing you've invested in? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that could be a good strategy. And that exactly. makes sense build, build because then knowledge. you don't have you don't have to have the broad knowledge. Exactly. You have, you'll have limited knowledge, exactly. but it'll be very detailed. And it's yeah. relevant to you. Yeah. So invest in something low risk, and this isn't advice. This is a suggestion. Um, invest in something low risk, and then do your research on that investment. Yeah. yeah. You know? Okay. Very. It's like invest people, your time and your money. <laughs> <laughs> Pe- people that like. Like someone like Kalisha, for instance, right? Yeah, Clearly, you like fashion, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yes, so, <laughs> yes, definitely. And you have a fund which invests in in fashion brands. Yeah, you, that you could make that your thing. Mm. You could read a lot more about fashion companies, and which most, I did, and I messaged you again about another I know, one, about didn't Caring I? Caring Group, exactly. yeah. Caring Group, which again is another um, big corporation which owns several designer brands like 
Balenciaga. Which one? Gucci. It's quite a few of them. It's got so much in that. Yeah, so that'll probably be your next one. That's definitely going to be my next one. I did quick analysis for you this morning. Don't tell my boss. I'll get sacked. But anyway. So, yeah. So, I mentioned the risk characteristics about bonds earlier. It's only fair I mention some about equities, Equity, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the so with equities, what's what's actually funny is inflation can be your friend or it can work against you. Okay. It doesn't have a very linear relationship. So with bonds, as I said, inflation is high, your your returns get diminished. Unless your bonds are inflation protected, then you're good. But that's that's another whole topic. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, with equities now, let's just say because <laughs> shares, shares obviously, you buy shares of firms that provide a service or a product. I always like to use Apple, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say inflation is two percent. Apple might not necessarily increase the cost of the iPhone by two percent. They might increase it by five percent, by six. It all depends on how elastic their pricing is. Okay. Buy elastic. How, much, how willing are we to run out and buy it? Yeah, you know, if 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 um if Apple increases the price of the iPhone, do they lose customers? Yeah, no, they don't. They people don't. still buy it. Yeah. Mm. People still buy it. They don't lose customers. I think yeah. majority of people still buy. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So so that means the iPhone, the the price of the iPhone, it's not very elastic. I.e., it doesn't change with the price. Yeah. yeah. So. Apple could probably increase the price by a whole lot and people still be buying it. On the other hand, if the iPhone price was very elastic and inflation was 2%, they wouldn't be able to increase it by more than 2% because less people would be buying it. So with equities, inflation can work against you depending on your product. What what you've invested in, okay. Back to Procter & Gamble, people will always buy toothpaste. Toothpaste could be one pound or five pounds. You need to brush your teeth. Right, some people don't. Some a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. a different podcast. Need, so, but doing. So, so yeah. that, that's why they're they're, they're called defensive because they're, they're quite defensive. Okay, right. so to round up this first episode, yeah, give us your opinion on investments on what the everyday. I just per- did that. Huh? Well, you I know, cryptocurrencies. I've been cryptocurrencies. Can you tell us about cryptocurrencies? Because are we going to do it on this episode or are we going to do it on the next Oh, no, episode? we said the next one. I was going to yes. give them like a quick 10 minutes. Is that is okay, Kalisha? What is that next one? Kalisha's so bussy. I know, right? Kalisha's like the Charlemagne. We've got structure now, though. We've got structure now, though. I, I like it. I am bussy. <laughs> We've got structure. Let me okay, crack is, that is it okay if he introduces cryptocurrencies? Yes, what, and then we can we, go into more detail there? in the next episode. Okay, so we've done bonds and equities. We've done risk. Yeah. done all that kind of stuff i'm just trying to recap on what we've covered yeah. so far yeah, so we, we've told you what investing is we told you the ways you can invest we've told you what you can invest in we've given you two examples equities yep. and bonds yep and we've given you the some of the risk characteristics yeah but please 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 just remember i'm barely scratching the surface here barely. yeah yeah if you know you i can, can i can talk the about this all day um, you can call me. We can talk. <laughs> We're good. What? I'm playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jerome, t- tell us about any crypto. excuse to give out your number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I was wondering where it's gonna come out. You know, I was waiting for like you know the old yeah. school radio station. Yeah, what? old seven okay. live. Huh? T- tell me. I, I actually, obviously, everyone knows Bitcoin. It's yeah. going through so the roof. So I phoned uh, Frank. Was it last night? Probably. Yeah, I, I was real, real, real excited. So, um, like most people out there, uh, we're kind of only recently hearing about Bitcoin. Um, 
So uh, when it was, uh, I realized that something was gonna discuss, I thought, let me look into it a little bit. The more I've looked into it, the more I found. Um, I'm not gonna be able to really do it justice in the time I've got now. So it's gonna be a real three, just three key points for you. Um, we can continue the next one. Okay. So, Should I? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, the three things I'm gonna tell you is, Bitcoin is just a very small part of it. Uh, the word you wanna be talking about is blockchain. That essentially is the technology that Bitcoin is uh, uh, a part of how does blockchain work consider it uh and i'm gonna do this real quick uh consider it to be a massive spread excel spreadsheet that everybody in the world or everyone that's using uh blockchain can see at the same time in real time whenever you're making change i can see it uh so it's kind of like another version of the internet essentially um and essentially one thing they did have said is that it's going to do to money what email did to put the post. So, you know, we don't send as much letters yeah. as we used yeah, to. Yeah. We'll be using a lot less money than we do now is what they're claiming. So blockchain is the technology. Cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin is a type of uh, cryptocurrency. So there will be more. Bitcoin isn't the first. It was there's, just the first one that worked well. Thought, thought coin. Thought coin. <laughs> what? <We won't> load. <sighs> yeah. There's no thought way. Google it right now. There's Why are we Googling thought coins, dude? Why not? <laughs> it's late. It's Friday. And I'm married. Yeah. You know I can't buy no thought coins. So this is, <laughs> doesn't ex include me. Especially with your wife next to you giving right? you that eye. Can I, can I go check out thought coins? You can do whatever you want. I, that, that means do it and die. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. <laughs> uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin is one of them. Bitcoin isn't the first. It's just the first one that's worked well. There are now others that are out in the market. And Bitcoin, as I say, is just the, the first one we're hearing about. Uh, it will have massive applications in places like Africa. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to talk about it properly. I'm done. Okay. Okay. And obviously, it's one of the things you can invest in at the moment, but it's very volatile. Uh, that was one of the first things, uh, you know, responses I got from France when I mentioned it to him. Yeah. Uh, there are kind of explanations from the Bitcoin community for that volatility. But as I say, it's very complex. So uh, just uh, if you keep track on the Making Sense uh, Twitter and my Twitter, you'll hear more about it. Excellent. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah, really. I do look forward to hearing. Cool. More. Me too. You, you got you got more, right? I got yeah, a hell of a. Okay. I this, think this we could <laughs> talk about it a little bit more in the next episode. We probably yeah. can just explain. No, no, yeah. right. Definitely. Because again, crypt, what equities and bonds, they're so called mainstream asset classes. Yeah. As in, they're what all the big all the big professional investors invest in. Yeah. Cryptocurrencies, maybe not. They're, that that would come under alternative. And there's reasons for that. As exactly. Said, it's it's and, a very and, very and very. And stay tuned if you want to yeah, know. Yeah, it's a very 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 big subject. So uh, yeah. I won't okay, go cool. too much, too deep. Okay, um, I think we're nearing the end. Yeah, yep. of part one. Is near. So, of part near one. how are we feeling? One. Episode two. Let's oh. get a quick check on how good, we're feeling. Man. For Feel like Mike Tyson in '95, man. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? 